The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host from her home studio is Dr. Claudia McKella. Good morning, Claudia. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And now with most of the province in Stage 2 of the pandemic opening framework, as they call it, it almost feels like we're back. What do you think? Oh my gosh, I am so happy that we've moved into stage two because I haven't been to a patio in forever and I haven't had my hair done and I'm feeling like we're all getting to the point where we're so excited about these little things that are going to make us happy. I'm looking forward to all of it, but I'm also feeling really grateful for my circle of 10 people that I can now be with. I mean, I love it because it's good for my mental health because I can invite those people over and I can be invited there as well. Um, and I'm sure that I've mentioned in the past that if most of us were feeling stressed about being at home with our families and not being able to get out for a break, this is going to change all of that because we can have a slightly different conversation and we can feel like we're back to some sort of normal. And I guess my concern, and tell me if you feel the same way or if you've heard this from, you know, your friends, your clients, that we don't want to, though, move too quickly. Let's not take too much advantage of this because we don't want to take three steps back, for example, right? We don't want to go back into lockdown. Oh, absolutely. I am of the belief that we have to take our time in doing this properly. We can't just, you know, jump in head first. I feel like we really have to be strict about your circle of 10 uh, and just be aware of where everybody else is going to be because we don't want a second phase and we want to keep everybody healthy and we don't want to have to revert your right back three steps and be stuck in the situation where we're in lockdown again. Definitely not. So I warn everybody, patients, family, friends, just let's take our time, do your due diligence, wear your masks, and, uh, and we're going to get through this as a group and as a community. Now, another issue I want to pick your brain about is I've also heard that some people find it difficult or found it difficult to be in lockdown with their family members, right? You're in close quarters. It placed them in a pressure cooker type situation and tension at home has been on the rise. Have you heard the same thing? Oh my gosh, you know what, I was hearing that from very early on in this pandemic and I was getting a lot of text messages from clients and from friends and from other family members that it gets, it was getting tense and it was getting mundane very quickly. So I started to do a little bit of research and I just found out that there's a couple of studies that have come out of Italy as well as Hong Kong uh, concluding that the pressures of the pandemic, working from home, school closures, social isolation, really increase the number of arguments and the tension between couples and parents and family as a group. So like things that were not an issue before, like, oh, should we send our child to this play date now? Or should we give our teenage child permission to, you know, go out? Um, Those are all conversations that have created a lot of tension, extra tension that would never have been an issue before. Mundane topics like should we send our child to this play date or even giving your teenage child permission to attend a non-social distancing party. Those have become significant sources of conflict for so many families and and studies are concluding that it's putting a lot of strain on individual mental wellness and family mental well-being. 
So, um, yeah, that's the topic that we're going to address today, and I'm really excited to kind of get to the bottom of it. Now, remember early on in this pandemic that you reminded us how important it is to be grateful, to practice gratitude, and sometimes, no matter how tough, you need to have a sense of humor and just have a laugh. Oh, my God. Yes, absolutely, Tina. And, you know, if you think about this, this was early on. So we're talking like probably early in March that I had this conversation with you about just being grateful and look at this. We are already close to July. We got through the worst of it, and I'm hoping that we all had a laugh here and there along the way, and we were all able to maintain gratitude because, look, time does fly Things that looked really horrible and really scary don't seem so scary anymore. So I hope that that was good advice that everybody was able to follow. And I'm going to suggest we keep doing the same thing. Have a few laughs. Let's make fun of the moments that were really stressful and all the arguments that we maybe did have and just look forward to some good times ahead. When we come back, mother-daughter dynamic duo Jennifer and Georgia Valentine join the show. This is The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us info at 1059theregion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 1059 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Over to Dr. Claudia to introduce today's guests, who I know just a little bit. Claudia? Thank you so much, Tina. Today we are joined by Jennifer Valentine and her daughter, Georgia. Welcome to the show. They are going to tell us all about how COVID-19 has positively impacted their mother-daughter relationship. So welcome, guys. How are you doing? We're doing great. How are you doing, Georgia? Doing good. Just woke up and got ready to do this. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I had to wake her up. You know, she's a teenager, uh, but she looks absolutely stunning because she got those fake eyelashes. You know, they're they're uh, what are they called? Um, They're called extensions. Extensions. (laughs) Extensions. Extensions. I am. uh, Yeah, I hate to admit it, but I'm kind of an expert on these things now. I have a daughter as well. Um, Jen, what's it been like having everybody at home and under one roof and you working from home? How has it been? Uh, I think it was kind of nice at first because we were having dinners together and we were playing games and sort of reconnecting, which you really don't have the opportunity opportunity to do with your teenagers when it's should I say normal under normal circumstances because they're always out with their friends and doing doing things but uh, of course we were self-isolating so it was great and then everybody started to get on each other's nerves and yeah <laughs> everybody was volunteering to walk the dog no no I'll walk the dog no 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 it's my turn to walk the dog <laughs> Georgia okay. what about for you um I would say the same I think there were times where we got sick of each other because um, my parents work from home right now. And that means, but it's, it's like not the same as other people because when they work, we have to be silent <laughs> and we like blasting music in our house. And I'm also a very loud person. When it started happening and everyone started working, I just remember like waking up being so mad that I couldn't blast my music because she was doing interviews and stuff. And I was like, Oh, I just want to like play my music. Which everyone can relate to because we're all going through the same thing with Zoom meetings. We're doing telephone calls and uh, the kids want to blast the music. I also like singing every day on the 
first floor and screaming and talking Playing the really piano loud. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so, but how was it being home with mom, dad, brother, and pets? Like, did you find that you and your brother were getting on each other's nerves, or did you guys get along a little better? How was that? Um, Jackson and I are similar in age, so we have a lot of the same friends. So, like, we don't really fight. Like, sometimes we, like, will, like, kind of make fun of each other, but we'll never really, we never, like, I can't think of a time where we've actually been in an argument, so it didn't really matter. Like, we could just hang out with each other, which was almost better. Like, we have, I, I, I can't believe that there are people in COVID who are, like, single children, like, because I'm like, whoa, like, who do you talk to all day when your parents make you mad? <laughs> and with them, I'm pretty close with my parents, so I'm kind of lucky that, like, I have a connection with them so I can talk to them about things. Whereas I know friends who are going crazy because their parents are so strict on them and telling them to do all these things and they're stuck in the house. Whereas, whereas me, like I'm, they're like my friend too. So it's, it's not that bad. Like I didn't really, I, I never, I never thought about it as like, I'm stuck with them. If anything, I hung out with them just because I didn't want to do anything by myself. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's really lucky that both our kids have always got along. They've always been very close. They're only 15 months apart. Yeah. Um, you know, they've hung out at parties and in the backyard. So it's we're really blessed that the two kids have, yeah, you've really, you fought when you were really, really young. But as you got older, always friends. Yeah, we had the same people surrounding us. Yeah. So. So Georgia, can I ask you, because I've got, you know, a couple of kids around your age and your brother's age. Has it been hard though? Because this really isn't normal for, you know, young people, whether you're in your late teens, early twenties, to be hanging out at home with your parents and not being able to go out, go to a patio, go to a cottage and really enjoy your summer. So how, how have you adjusted to that? I think kind of making the best out of everything. I don't, I don't really know because I've been at home while my friends were at uni for a few months. So I kind of found what it was like to like be at home during the weekdays and like at night. And I don't, I don't know. I don't really, I'm, I think we just make the best out of every situation. Like every little thing we get where it's like, oh, you're allowed to see people six feet apart. Like I take that and I make the best out of it. Or kind of just like my friends are really positive. So even though we can't do things, we still talk to each other all day. We FaceTime and like we check in on each other. Like mental health is really important with my friends. Like we like, we're very, we always make sure that everyone's doing okay. So I think that like just having that support is like what kind of gets me through not being able to do what I usually do. Like Canada's Wonderland or like going downtown or like shopping is a big one, but we shop online. So we send each other pictures of our, <laughs> online things that we buy that we might not be allowed to buy. Yeah, you've really adapted to the situation because at the beginning you were on Zoom calls all the time, you were having Zoom parties and going for walks and physical distancing while you were going for the walks. Mm -hmm. And Georgia was a boyfriend, so that was a difficult situation as well. So going on lots of walks with the boyfriend and now, of course, the boyfriend's in the bubble. I have a question. So you know, the social distancing, being stuck at home. I mean, it was all abnormal for everybody. But what I want to know is, did your mom and dad give you responsibilities like laundry and cooking and cleaning and all the stuff that nobody wants to do, but now you're four adults in a home. So how did you guys handle that sort of thing? 
my parents, so my dad is very OCD. So like, like if I touch something, he'll see it. Or like when he comes to my room, he'll organize things and he won't even realize he's doing it. So a lot of the time when I want to, like, I'll try and help, he won't let me, <laughs> which I'm going to take as a, he'll help, like he'll do it with me, but I can never do it alone. So that's loading the dishwasher, um, organizing like the dishes. He wants to do it. Even groceries. He knows exactly where he wants to do it. I think I try and help, but I don't think you want it. No, I, I, he, she's right. Greg likes to, he's a neat freak and he likes to make sure everything is completely organized. I've always done the laundry. I'm a little bit of a freak about the laundry. So the kids have really lucked out in life, but I really feel that you should lead by example and um we try and help as much as we yeah can. you do but i think when they're out on their own i think they i think they'll be okay i did my laundry you did because georgia lived in new york for three months on her own she did a semester she actually took it was kind of a gap year but she um did a course in new york uh for musical theater which was very extensive it was intense and um she lived on her own for three months i was really proud of you you kept that apartment immaculate she did her all her all her own grocery shopping and became healthier because you said we buy too much junk really? I, I, I think i lost probably around 10 pounds <laughs> and I back. No, right because you got to choose what you were eating and when you were eating right well i also, you know what, with my program, when we would get fast food, they would see it and they'd be like, you can't do that because we're, we're working out every single day. And then when I got home, I didn't want to eat fast food. I knew that if I bought it, I would eat it. So I just like, I bought things that I knew I would like, um, that were like good portions and that like, that would be easy to make. So I would, it wasn't a task to make them and eat them. Like I never didn't enjoy eating healthy there. So Georgia, back to your little experience in New York, which looked amazing. And oh my gosh, I wasn't even your mom and I felt proud for her, for you. So how was that for you, Jen? Like having your daughter move away for three months when you guys are so close and you do everything together, like how was the emotion and did you struggle with having her away from home for that period of time? Yeah, I did. And it was such a short period of time. And another one of her girlfriends uh, is going for two years. So she took a two-year program. Georgia only went for the one semester to get that experience. And I was happy for her because she said she was going to live in New York since she was just a little girl. She wants to be in musical theater. So it's kind of like that vision board, you know, when you put it out in the universe and you make it happen. I really feel that she made it happen. That was her dream. And uh, well, while she was there, yeah, I was going crazy, but I went to visit her. So not only did I drop her off, I visited you once for your birthday, and then I went back to pick her up. She came home a couple of times, too, on air miles just for the weekend because New York is so close. So it wasn't really as bad as I actually thought it was going to be, and I was just really proud of her. I knew she'd be okay. She's always been independent, and she's a smart cookie. Um, I knew she was going to be okay. And she had a roommate in this cute little apartment in Manhattan, living the dream with this uh, a balcony that was bigger than the apartment. Um, but uh, I think it was an experience you'll never forget. And then coming home before the holidays and then COVID happened. So she was very lucky that she didn't pick the semester after in, uh, in 2020. Yeah, they talked about going for a year. And... Um the the woman who who's the head of that location the new york location she was like oh we wish we could have you for a year and stuff and like 
some people were called back, some people were sent back home. But yeah, I, I just thought about if I stayed there for the whole year, because if I leave and then I come back for three months, like, that's okay. Um, oh my gosh, I would have been screwed. Yeah. yeah, and and good for you. And congratulations on completing the program. That's fantastic. Jen, can I ask you, what's been the, the silver lining in this pandemic for you? And what are you most looking forward to as we slowly come out of it? The silver lining has definitely been spending time with family and reconnecting and slowing things down because everything was just go, go, go before. And you really weren't taking it all in and living in the moment. And I always say, I live in the moment. I live in the moment. I don't think I was living in the moment. <laughs> and now I think we are living in the moment and doing things that we said we were going to do. So Georgia and I, we do the mother-daughter date Instagram site and Facebook. So that started organically three years ago now. Uh, our first date was, um, was Pride. We went to the Pride Parade and we just did this fun little Instagram site organically and then it's grown into something bigger and funny and we do chats and, and all sorts of things. But we said we wanted to do a podcast. So we started a podcast, the mother daughter date podcast. And that's something that we kept saying we were going to do, but we never had the time to do. So taking the time to do the things that you keep saying you you're going to do these things and you don't get around to it. And for Georgia, um, I think it, I mean, I'm going to speak for you, but it's, it's writing music. So Georgia's always written music. She sings um, and she wrote an album during COVID wow. and, uh, and she's already recorded three, three of the songs. So that's something else that might've taken years because you don't have time with school and everything else you're doing. So I was really proud of her for every day sitting at that piano and, and writing. So Georgia, you know that I'm like super fan of yours because I'm a mother of a young daughter and I can watch you two and kind of foresee the future and hope that I have the same relationship with my daughter that you guys have. So it's awesome because I feel like you do that. You both do that for so many mothers and daughters, right? So if you have to give a message to young girls out there, uh, like my daughter, what would you tell them about how to nurture a relationship? Because as mothers, we all feel like we know what the best thing for our child is. But as a young girl who has become a teenager and now a young woman, what advice could you give kids? I actually had a really deep conversation about this yesterday with my friends about why parents are doing it wrong. I don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> not like that they're doing it wrong but like I think that parents don't realize that they're also their kids friends and I think the biggest thing that I would say made my mom and I have a good relationship and dad too is being comfortable with communicating so um if I messed up I didn't feel like telling my parents would mean that I'm grounded and that I'm in so much trouble. It's like they would help me learn to do the right thing. Whereas I feel like if you're getting scolded for everything you do, you're going to do it anyway. You're not going to learn from it and you're going to lie to them and you're not going to be in a comfortable in your relationship with your parents. I know so many people who lie to their parents, who, who drank underage and didn't tell their parents because they were so scared, didn't tell them they went to parties, didn't tell them they did drugs, all these things, and then they didn't know how to control it because their parents weren't there for them. They couldn't open up to anybody. They didn't know their limits. They didn't know um, their curfew, when to stop. And I think that's 
I don't know why any parent would ever want that. But so at the end of the day, I think literally once I hit 13 and my parents made it very clear that I could tell them anything that was like, okay, then they're, it's important for them to be your friends too. Like I understand, oh yeah, like they can discipline you, but if, if you're uncomfortable with people you're living with because you feel like you can't tell them anything, well, I wouldn't like them either. No offense, but if you didn't, if you couldn't, it's also respect because at this age, we're messing up all the time, constantly. And if, you, if all you're going to do is going to get mad and not teach them why that was wrong, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, and I, I feel that, you know, for, for me as a parent, I close my eyes and I would try to remember what it was like to be that age. So when she was 12, I would try to remember what was I going through at 12? What were those feelings that I had and 13 and 14 and 15? And I would always try to visualize that and put myself into her shoes. And if I was doing those kind of things at 13, 14, 15, she's going to be doing those things and going through the same experiences. So that's why we wanted them to be so open because I lied to my parents. I think we all lied to our parents. It's, you know, no, you didn't. No, she, she told me the truth. Um, and I think she's really responsible. You're the type of, of uh, friend to your friends. She, she takes care of her friends. She really does. She's there for them. She makes sure they get home from a party safe. I've had to. You had to. Yeah. And so, but but I'm happy that she's that that person. And so if so, what what is like? So now we're in phase two, of opening up. You know, like COVID pandemic. Um, what is the next step for you guys as mother daughter date? What uh, what do you guys see yourself doing? And how do you feel you can encourage other mothers and daughters and families as a whole? Because you are amazing role models. How do you feel um, you guys are going to forge ahead and keep doing what you're doing? Because you're getting older, right? And you have different needs and probably different things that you want to accomplish. So what do you foresee the future? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know if there's a plan, but... But we've never had a plan. So that's what the best thing is. For mother-daughter date, that was three years ago that we started it. And it's changed so much up until this point. She's going to be 19 years old this year at the end of the year. And I think that what is next is what would a relationship be like for a mother and daughter when you have a 19-year-old? We're going to hit a new phase in our relationship. And we've already got plans for mother-daughter date, some adult plans. So we do an event every year called the Ultimate Mother-Daughter Date. And the first year we did it, 500 mothers and daughters came out. We had this great night. And of course, there was drinking involved. So it's, it's older mothers and daughters. And um, it was canceled this year. Devastating. So many things were canceled. So our event was canceled because it was in May. We have it on Mother's Day weekend. So we're making plans for what we're going to do in 2020. So we're going to do an affordable event. So we've got some really great things that we're doing um, with mother-daughter date that way. And hopefully Georgia will be going to school here in Toronto. She's got a couple of options. And if she's out of the city, then we'll see each other on weekends. And now that people are so tech-friendly, we're all on Zoom, mm -hmm. we're all doing everything, you know, on the computer, um, you can always do online stuff as well. I love it. So for listeners who want to know more about mother-daughter date, how can they find you and how can they listen to your music, Georgia? Is that something you're going to be putting out there? Yes. I have something with one of my friends that I'm going to be um, kind of advertising probably on Instagram and I'm guessing mother-daughter date in, in September. 
I have two things that I'm working on that I've I've started and recorded, but I haven't mixed and album covers and advertisements, all that stuff. But hopefully soon those will get done and I can start pushing them out to people and showing things. I don't have anything set in stone yet though. Yeah, so the uh, the duet she has with her friend, his name's Jake Donaldson and they wrote a song together and um, they're releasing that in mm-hmm. on his album in September and he yeah. he's helped her with some of the stuff she's done too. So Mother Daughter Date, it's Instagram, what's your handle again? Remind Everything is mother daughter date. I don't know how we got all those handles, but we got it on Instagram, mother daughter date, and on um, it's motherdaughterdate.com, all the social media handles. On on Twitter though, it's mom daughter date because you can't get mother daughter date. It's too long. <laughs> and right. then on Facebook, it's mother daughter date. That's so great. Jennifer, it was wonderful to reconnect with you. And Georgia, it sounds like you're as musically talented or even more than your mom. Way more. Tina, it's so nice to see you. Love to your family, both of you. Um, Yeah, so you met Tina's kids when you were young. You just don't remember. Do you remember? Where where did we go? I think it's Canada's (laughs) Wonderland. I feel like, no, I feel like if I saw them, uh, like a picture. Yeah, well, I think we have photos. I'm bad with just like thinking about like that. But if you show me a picture, probably I'll remember that. Yes, you will. You will, for sure. I know that my kids do, for sure. And Dr. Claudia, please remind our listeners how to connect with you. That's easy. Just go to Instagram. It's Claudia underscore Michaela or my website, www.thecenterforhealth.ca. That's our show for this week. If you want to catch up on previous broadcasts of The Wellness Prescription, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Connect with us on Twitter at 1059theregion or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region.